B2B sales leaders. Hi and welcome to B2B e-commerce accelerated. The B2B e-commerce podcast that helps B2B sales leaders move efficiently and cross growth targets. My name is Tim van Hattem. I'm EVP of Enterprise here at Sound of Commerce and we help large businesses bring their business online. Today I'm joined by Ruben Mink. Hello, Tim. Thanks for the Hi, introduction. I'm really happy to start this podcast series together with you. For the ones who don't Good know man. me, my name is Ruben. I work for Sana for over 10 years and have a lot of experience in sales and sales management, working with many B2B companies in Europe, but also across the globe. Yeah, Tim, how excited are you actually to start this podcast? Very, very. We've been very much looking forward to this, I think, both of us. And we are talking B2B e-commerce day in, day out anyway, so we might as well record it. So true, so true. I think for every seller, right, and for every sales leader, this is going to be very interesting, right? And hopefully exciting too, because we're going to talk about what keeps them busy. And uh, we can share of our own experiences, of course, and stories that we have. And hopefully it helps those sellers and sales leaders working for B2B companies to pick up on something to make them more successful and drive basically their success also online, right? Exactly. Exactly. I think we can agree that sales is maybe one of the hardest jobs in the world anyway. If then there's a digital transformation also coming into play and that, that can be scary, but it also can be a massive opportunity. So speaking of such, uh, Ruben, what will we be covering today? Yeah, I think today we want to start with, uh, when we talk about e-commerce, we want to start with adoption because I think that's still in B2B, it's still one of maybe the biggest, if not the biggest problems is that there is some experience with e-commerce. Maybe there's a web store, a web shop, anything online, but is it really used, right? Are customers familiar with it? Are companies using it to the most? So yeah, today I would say is about adoption, the problems that many B2B companies encounter and how sales leaders and sellers experience this and try to tackle this problem, right? Yeah, I agree. Many businesses struggle with getting their technology adopted. That's not exclusive for, for B2B commerce, but that is obviously the one that is impacting sales and sales leadership most. Yeah, we come across this quite often, of course. So can you share maybe one anecdote or one story of a customer or a prospect of some story? We hear stories all the time, of course, when we speak to customers, when we are selling ourselves. One story that kind of stood out from your experience over the past okay. years one, around okay. adoption, of course. It's difficult to choose, right? No, um, <laughs> I think when I think about this, I have to think about this company I came across a couple of years ago, or actually more years ago, when I uh, still did sales myself as well. And this company was a large manufacturing company in flooring, with offices and teams across the globe serving customers who are in need for flooring on construction sites, in buildings. They are leader in this industry. And when I came in touch with them, basically, they immediately put on the table, basically, that they had e-commerce experience. They had a, basically an e-commerce platform online, but their biggest problem was that it was not used. That was Let's very interesting, it. right? For such a big company. I mean, such a large manufacturer, yeah. very successful. But the adoption, I think, was around 2 or 3%. So 2 or 3% of their customers was using this online platform that they had. Oh, that's a shame. That's a shame. But it's classic also. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure, well, at least that's something we hear all the time as well, particularly with businesses that they are in an industry that's a bit traditional of some sort. Right. And then, then typically that's also the explanation or what they see as a root cause often for 
their customers not adopting, which is always, well, it remains always to be, to be striking because those people yeah, are, as consumers, they buy online all the time. So why wouldn't they as a, as a professional buyer? So it's always, it always keeps, keeps on surprising me. Absolutely. It keeps on surprising. And it's also, I say it with all respect, right? And, and you know that because yeah. it's a company that is highly successful. And that's very interesting. They were highly successful with serving these customers across the globe in a complete offline world, basically. And still nowadays, or well, in this case, it was a couple of years ago, but still they were the industry leader. Yet their e-commerce adoption was so low. So that brings us to a very interesting question, right? Like why is the adoption so low? at such a successful company, you would say, in general, and what can we learn from it? If I would ask you that question slightly from a different angle, slightly mm -hmm. more so, say, from a former sales leadership viewpoint, right? What do you think B2B customers want from e-commerce? And why should you, if you were a sales leader at a B2B seller, so why would you care? Why should you care? Yeah, I think key question, right? And I remember talking to their global VP of sales. This was also something that we discussed. Why would they matter about e-commerce and adoption? What's in your question, right? And I think looking at their customers, and it always starts with their customers, right? They are so much used to do business online, also in a personal way, that more and more they were encountering these questions like, hey, I am dependent on you being available, right? Basically from nine to five in the region where we're active, but you're a global business. And I also sometimes need information, need help or whatever. I need just look up some information in my own time. And maybe that's outside of office hours. So I think one of the key answers is why it matters or why it would matter is that it's in the customer needs, right? And it's in the customer expectation to also do business with their suppliers in an online way. I agree, but if at the same time, right? On the one hand, you say it's what they need and it's what they want. And at the same time, they do not adopt. So so maybe yeah. if, we, if we then approach it from a different angle. So if you have e-commerce available and your customers want it or need it, then why are they not adopting? Or in other words, what pisses them off? Why don't they adopt it? Why are they yeah. frustrated with it? Of course, many answers, but maybe then going back, right, to indeed, what are they looking for from a customer's perspective? What are they expecting from their supplier? I think if I would be able to answer that question based on my experience, it's all about convenience in the first place, right? They want to have a relationship with their supplier where it's easy to do business with them, where it's easy to get the right products, to get the right information, but also they are looking for a reliable partner, right? For reliability, yeah. someone where they can truly depend on, where they pick up the phone and ask something and agree maybe on a delivery that it's actually getting delivered on the moment that they agreed upon, right? I think that is critical for B2B buyers. I agree. I, I think you hit the nail on the head there when you said reliability. I think we have so many customers, particularly those in, that are in those, what they often call themselves traditional industries, right? Whether that's the construction industry or whether that's heavy equipment and spare parts, right? Reliability yeah. and being able to get what you need when you need it, exactly when you need it, that's yeah. crucial, of course, right? And then if one channel, whether that being the phone or whatever they, they were used to before they launched this e-commerce platform, if that is more reliable or proven to be more reliable than your e-commerce channel, then obviously you divert to the channel or you stick with the channel that you know you can trust. Absolutely. And Tim, if I can, right, because if I, if I remember or look back at this example that we started with, this global manufacturer, 
in the flooring industry, I think this was one of the key things for their customers and for them as well as being this reliable partner and for the customers having a reliable supplier where they can depend on because basically in this business, it's so important when, for example, the flooring that is ordered is being delivered, right? It's critical in such a project. Think about a new building, let's say a hospital, right? A new hospital is being built. This is a whole project with many, many suppliers and many things that need to be done in order to bring this new hospital to basically the life, right? To bring it to basically to be a, to become available for their users. Yeah. And so it's so critical and important that this flooring is delivered exactly in the right time at the right place. Then looking at their low e-commerce adoption, this was a critical problem. Because basically we figured out together with them when we analyze the situation again, right? We're discussing with them, why is your the adoption so low? What's the problem here? That's basically the e-commerce platform was not really giving enough information to be this reliable partner in this case. So they couldn't find when can it exactly be delivered? Can it also be delivered at the place that I want on this particular time? Yeah. And then... No one is maybe surprised about the fact that when they cannot find this information, what are they going to do? They're not going to use the platform, right? They're going to call their account rep where they have a relationship with for over five years or maybe longer that knows exactly their business, that knows exactly when they put in the order that is getting delivered at that time, at that place that they're used to. Then as a sales leader, if you intended to provide your customers with a better experience and a more reliable experience and a more seamless experience and allow them to order what they want whenever they want, whenever they want to order it in office hours or outside of office hours. If that's yeah. your intention, then obviously that's, that's, that's hurting you, right? Then you're not achieving your goals. It, it may even be hurting your sales numbers because if your customers get real frustrated with your online portal not working, well, yeah. you risk them going elsewhere. That's even impacting the sales leader more, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes I think even, Tim, that the complaints are maybe not there, right? Because going back to these successful companies that become successful in an offline world, maybe the complaints are not apparent enough, right? Because they were doing business for many, many years like this. So when the e-commerce platform is not used, is not delivering them what they're looking for, then they continue on the old way of working. And in many cases, that's maybe fine, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, but at the same time, if you know your customers ultimately prefer a yeah. more frictionless experience online, then, then you want to yeah. provide your... Well, as a sales leader and as a seller, you want to provide your customers with the best experience possible, right? And if you believe yeah. that to be an online experience, because that's what they, for instance, experience as a consumer, you want to be able to do so. Yeah. What do you think our customers are really looking for? What is critical for, for them in your experience? You've done many projects yourself as well. I said with reliability, convenience, any examples there from your side or things that you... Yeah, many, yeah many, many, of course. But so, so I think, like I said, you hit the nail on the head with that reliability and convenience. So if your customer is having access to a portal, but on a portal, he or she cannot see whatever's relevant to that particular customer, right? So so that's that's specific pricing or assortment or or stock levels or, right? It has to be very personalized experience too, which is difficult to realize if you do not have an integrated commerce solution, of course. So if that's not reliable from that sense, or if it's not better than the old, say, channel or the traditional channel, you might as well call Fred because he does have your stock levels right in front of him looking at the ERP rather than 
look at more generic data that does not necessarily apply to you. So, that, so that's why that yeah, I completely agree with you. And that's also why many companies are, are struggling with that, right? Because integrated e-commerce Absolutely. is not something that's easy to achieve. Looking at the complexity in B2B, it's quite complex, right? You have so many specifics in businesses and the way they do business, the way they work together. It's, Every it's B2B seller different. knows this, right? So, so if you're, yeah, if you're exactly. visiting or speaking to one customer, then their pricing may be completely different than, than another customer. Exactly. There you go, right? And that is quite different, I would say, from the B2B. Scenario, right. So because if you and me go to the B2C platforms, Amazon, in that sense, you could say a lot of things are similar or the same, right? We have the same assortment that we're looking uh, to. Yeah. We have the same prices for products that we're looking for. We have the same logistics options. There are many things that are exactly identical, you could say. In B2B, you know that it's very different. It can basically differ Always. from customer to customer. Even if you have thousand customers, it could be completely different in terms of pricing, in terms of assortment. What other examples do you have, Tim? Uh, what are other differences there? Maybe logistics options, right? Or where is stock levels maybe? Yeah, or check checkout options, right? So if you're an international business, for instance, then in Europe, companies tend to buy an account and they have different credit yeah. limits. Obviously, you want your customers to be able to place orders following the guidelines of, of the contracts that you have with them, the credit limits. Yeah. But if you're selling in the US, for instance, or in North America as well, then customers tend to be more used to paying at uh, checking out, right? Paying by credit card, yeah. for instance, right? So you have to cater to all those different needs in all those different customer types that you have. And if you're not able to do that in your online channel, they just simply won't adopt because they consider it not to be reliable or as seamless or frictionless as what they're used to. Absolutely. And think about maybe also complex products itself, right? Think about companies that are selling machines. It's so much more complex if you need to have a spare part, for example, replaced. Yeah, uh, right? It relates to this specific machine that is maybe sold 10 years ago. It's so different than the standard products that we know in the B2C market. So this relation between the spare part and the machine, for example, needs to become apparent, right? And it's just more complex in those scenarios, I would say. It's a nice example that you give about the heavy equipment example, right? I think yeah. I'm sure we'll touch on this in the next episode, but selling heavy equipment without exception requires human interaction, right? So it's very consultative. It's very technical. Sometimes it's even produced, uh, produced to order or very custom. However, you touched on the spare part side of things. So imagine as a sales leader in a heavy equipment setting, your sales team would no longer be bothered with taking orders for spare parts. So would be able to spend more time selling the, the, the actual equipment that you sell, right? That's how an online portal could help you as a sales leader free up your team to do more, say, high value sales, if you like, not necessarily in revenue, also in revenue, but also in consultancy and in uh, relationships with your customers. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And you were also talking about the correct information, right? And the correct data and mentioning integrated e-commerce. So how can customers and companies make sure that there are no errors, that the information is accurate and up to date? What are your... Um... Well, I think, I think every sales leader or seller watching our podcast will recognize that if you want to provide your customer with the correct, whatever, pricing information or product assortment or whatever, you look at ERP, right? Because that's the system of record in IT terminology. That's where the golden record sits. That's where the truth lives. 
if you want to be able to provide your customers with accurate data or with the truth, if you like, then that's exactly where you need to get the data from. And that's where we see many companies and therewith also sales teams struggle. Because it's, yeah. uh, again, if you, if you many, many e-commerce platforms we refer to as mainstream, it's difficult to get that information and to get that logic from your ERP. So then again, you might as well call Fred because he's looking at the ERP and he, he has that information right in front of him. Ultimately, if you manage to get that, that data directly from ERP in real time, then obviously your customers are happier because the, then the data is reliable. This brings me back actually, Tim, because I fully agree with you. And this brings me back to the example that I mentioned at the beginning, right? This flooring manufacturer, you're talking about real-time data. One of the key components, I think, in their low adoption and later on an increasing adoption of the e-commerce platform was basically the possibility for their customers to view actually when certain flooring products would become available and could be delivered on site. That was one of the problems. The low adoption was they couldn't see, okay, I'm looking for this particular flooring product. I need X thousand of square meter. And can this be delivered in two weeks time? They couldn't find this. At the moment that we were looking at where is this data coming from? It was their ERP system, SAP. And actually as a manufacturer, their whole production facility from an IT perspective was supported by this SAP system. And there was all the information they even took into account, right? What will be produced in the coming weeks? And based on that, they could indicate exactly the availability for every flooring product and type, right? So when we knew that this information was already there and all that complex business logic in manufacturing, of course, that is there, that was behind that. Then we actually knew if we are able to bring this to the customers, to the front end in this e-commerce platform, that could immediately, of course, increase adoption, right? Because then their, their customers could find that information also already online. So that was one of the critical components, I would say, in the adoption of the e-commerce platform at this foreign company. I think we do agree if we conclude by saying that if you as a sales leader or as an organization in general want your buyers you know your buyers want to have an online channel to be able to order because again that's what they're used to as a consumer as well they want it they need it but for them to adopt it you have to make sure it's right right so you have yeah. to make sure it's reliable you have to make sure it's a better experience than what they're used to so it's convenient it's reliable if you manage to do that and you manage to get the data from where it lives right in front of your customer, then adoption is a natural is a natural result of that. Absolutely. And let's agree, right, on the fact that it is important because it's in the customer needs adoptions, right? Because they want to have this experience. They have these expectations of doing business online with their suppliers, convenience, reliability, like you say. But it's also important, of course, because in this case, a company invested a couple of years back a couple of hundred thousand dollars in this e-commerce platform. And that's only the out-of-pocket investment, right? In terms of getting the platform up and running, the integrations that needed to be done, the licensing that was part of it, the hosting. But think also about all the other costs that they put into it in terms of personnel efforts in order to get this platform running. And then of course, concluding that only a couple of percent of your customers are using it. It's such a waste. It's such a waste. And, it's, and then sales leadership yeah. is being looked at, right? You, you just have yeah. this new tool now. You have this online <laughs> channel. So why are you not selling more? Yeah. 
Yeah, 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 exactly. So I think it's a pain, right, that is felt among many B2B companies and also a pain of B2B sales leaders and sellers because they want to drive revenues, they want to become more efficient, and they have made investments in e-commerce, but it's not delivering. It's hardly even used. Exactly. So yeah, Tim, to conclude, right, in terms of adoption, I think you already summarized it well, but yeah, maybe before we close down, what would you say, Tim, if you're a sales leader or a seller in a, in a B2B business listening into this and yeah, hearing about adoption and e-commerce and what role it can play, any advice or tips how they can maybe, maybe not solve it immediately, but what could they do with this when they hear this? If you are a sales leader, maybe you could compare a non-reliable online portal, compare that yeah. to a non-reliable sales rep, right? If you have a sales rep in the field that is unable to provide your customers with the correct information, with their correct pricing or with correct stock levels, then that person will not be very successful. Well, the exact same thing goes for your online channel. So you got to make sure that it's reliable and it's convenient to use for your customers. And if that's the case, then they will adopt it. That would be my number one advice. Make sure that it's reliable. Make sure that it's convenient. Make sure that you get the data from right where it lives. And then adoption, well, it doesn't happen naturally. There's obviously still things you can and need to do to get it with your sales team. Again, I'm sure we'll touch on that in the next episode. But it all starts with reliability and convenience. Thanks, Tim. I completely agree. I think there's much more to talk about, but that's for next episodes. Also for adoption, much more to say, but let's conclude with this. Yeah, hope to see you in the next episode, right? You bet.